Welcome to another episode of Embedded Insiders. I'm Laura Dolan. I'm here with my colleagues, Rich Nass, Brandon Lewis, and Alex Holt. Today, we'll be discussing the bleeding edge. Yes. Please elaborate, Brandon. Um, well, last week, we talked about um, smart and intelligent, the difference between the two, and that led into this conversation about artificial intelligence, and then we actually ended before getting to um, supervised versus unsupervised learning. And that just sort of sparked uh, in between us and, you know, a conversation about what is the bleeding edge of technology today. Alex, you want to kick it off? Well, yes. Um, we're always talking about what the bleeding edge is. But when you think about it, there are some things that we say are the bleeding edge that actually are all around us today. Like, you know, it came to me when I was at PCIM a few weeks ago. Uh, everyone's talking about wide band gap semiconductors. There are parts available. It's not bleeding edge anymore. Joe around the corner or Jane down the block can run out and buy wide band gap semiconductors to power their the next generation of church organs if they wanted to to power the air compressors. You, it's it's not really bleeding edge anymore. So what is bleeding edge? What would you consider bleeding edge today, Brandon? Or even you, Laura, being of the uh, younger generation. Not to put too fine a point on my age. You want to go first? I really don't know where to start. <laughs> okay. I'll take a crack at that. Uh, bleeding edge right now is quantum computing. Um, having you know a real big paradigm shift, and I think I have a sneaking suspicion that Rich is going to come back with something that's the exact opposite of quantum computing. But <laughs> <laughs> having having a complete paradigm shift in the way we think about um, about logic and process logic and processing data. Um, and there are quantum computers available now. They're mostly in either incredibly, you know, in, in advanced research facilities at, you know, Fortune 50 companies or, you know, being experimented on by government agencies like DARPA. Um, but the implications on security, the entire paradigm shifts when you get into quantum computing, the implications on the amount of data that we can uh, push through um, a piece of silicon, if it's even silicon at that point, um, are, are completely different. Can you give an example of a quantum computing application? Uh, quantum computing could be used for a range of things, but a great example of quantum computing right now would be to uh, break through encryption algorithms, actually, because oh. you can just do, it, it's just, ex, you know, orders of magnitude uh, more efficient um, in terms of uh, pushing, you know, punching numbers. Did we define like what bleeding edge means at the beginning of this conversation? I think bleeding edge is the standard, the way I interpret bleeding edge is, is the, the standard bearer currently for, you know, where the industry is, is heading um, in, in terms of, of technology. And, and then, of course, after that comes in, in killer apps and enabling, uh, enabling capabilities, but something that's bearing the standard for where we're going to be headed in the next 10, 15 years. Okay. To put that into something that's a little more tangible, I would define it as um, the semiconductors are available for the or are, are sampling or have been announced but aren't available yet for the applications that are and, and those products have not been built yet. That's sort of the way that I think of it. And you could definitely put a lot of the AI stuff that we talk about all the time into that category. Autonomous drive is, is an example of something that's sort of here, but it's not here yet. Um, voice recognition is here in some limited capacity. It works okay, doesn't work great. 
things like that. That's what I think of as 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 bleeding edge. So something that's still being conceptualized, essentially. Uh, well, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I I lean and agree with uh, Rich. Yeah, it, it's it's stuff that's being conceptualized. There might be technology there, but it's not uh, it's not become as it were. Yeah, it might be here on prototype form, but isn't isn't available to the mass markets yet. Or you know, that's the category that I would put it in. I want to circle back to what Brandon said about being able to break through encryptions. Is that something that you see being a security risk down the road if this is if this comes to fruition a little bit more? Oh well, yeah. I mean, the entire if you once you talk about a, a world where quantum computers are um, widely available or even partially available, you know, there are a very there are only a handful of quantum computers in the world right now. But uh, it, it changes it changes everything that we you know that we know about electronics right now. You're, you're dealing mm -hmm. with different types of physics, obviously. That's why it's quantum computer. Um, but in, to, that, to that end, I thought, Rich, you were going to drop something about analog computing on me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I had forgotten about that. That's a, a back to the future kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, you know, obviously, analog computers were around a long time ago, and they're just starting to be developed in, in the labs. Um, it's a technology that's definitely not here today for prime time, but I do think that we will see it in some fashion for fixed functions, not for mainstream computing. But, but yeah, that's a really good example, Brandon. Thank you for reading my mind. <laughs> now, um, I would toss in one that no one's been uh, mentioning because it's, it involves our industry, but we don't deal with it is uh, truly reusable spacecraft. I mean, the Skylab was, I mean, not Skylab, uh, the space shuttle was billed as reusable, but they threw away most of the spacecraft each launch. Uh, Blue Origin and uh, SpaceX are reusing every part of the spacecraft. And in this case, they're obviously still having growing pains. They just had a their manned capsule prototype explode on the launch pad because instead of using solid fuel escape rockets, they want to use... Um, reusable throttleable rockets because an escape rocket can also land a capsule so they're trying to build this new technology based on core technologies that are existing and components that they're buying from vendors but the thing they're making is totally on the bleeding edge of technology well i think my friend elon would agree that that is not bleeding edge that it's more mainstream now there's there's numerous <laughs> examples of of where that's been in action and and worked perfectly um, yeah, I don't think still, that that is bleeding edge experimenting. anymore. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, would say as long as they're still experimenting that it would be, or I mean, if, you're, if you think it is mainstream, then what would you say would be the next stage in uh, space flight? Uh, being able to just, uh, what, what's what they did in uh, Star Trek, where they just beamed somebody somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's probably it. Ah, but if they could do it, Rich, would you get in? Well, uh, yes, I would. I definitely would. For somebody who has to travel a lot and hates to fly, yes, absolutely sign me up. <laughs> How about you, Laura? Because the, the, one of the theories about it is that you get destroyed and it's a copy of you in the teleporter. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it... Uh... I feel like a lot of damage might be done. It's a great concept. I would love to just, you know, teleport anywhere, especially, you know, with my current commute right now, being able to go from home to the office. That'd be great. <laughs> 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 I, 
I know we got to wrap up, but I'm just going to leave one final note here. Is that a while ago I was actually watching a, a program on PBS about this. It was some time ago, but they said that the amount of data required to teleport every uh, molecule or atom in the human body um, is the equivalent amount of data of every word ever spoken wow. by a human being. So I don't know if that, that falls into our definition of bleeding edge just yet. Oh, I would say it's still in science fiction area. Yeah. <laughs> Although a lot of science fiction eventually does become bleeding edge technology, which eventually becomes mainstream. Yep. Agreed. All righty then. Well, I guess that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are Embedded Insiders. <laughs>